Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 34 of Death Readers, season five. Season five. Season five. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, we're. Are the books going to get good yet? Oh, they're good already. Okay, that's good. Well, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> They've been good for four books. Yeah. Well, that's in the past. So, um, <laughs> the the future's bright. Yeah. And we're ready to conquer it. You know, Descartes says. What does he say? I don't know. Oh. Uh, every page turned is a life fondly remembered, and every page yet turned is a life yet lived. It's beautiful. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is the podcast where uh, we read through these uh, books. Right now we're doing the Harry Potter series uh, we are recommending that if you're listening to the podcast, you read with us. So these chapters that we're reading today are chapters one through three yeah. in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, so we're going, I have, I have not read these books before. This is my first time. I've read these so many times. Rob's read these books a lot. You have no idea. Um, so I uh, have seen the films and my what we're doing is going through them and sort of uh, seeing how I interpret the books for the first time and Rob's going through them with a more critical eye this time and also to help me through the books. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be critical. No, it, it doesn't be, have to be critical. It can be celebratory sure. if you enjoyed something <laughs> on the rarest occasion. Uh, critical doesn't mean bad. It really shouldn't mean bad, but no, a lot of people take it just means thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, critiquing, I'm a... I mean, can, you can constructively critique, Yeah. but what if the thing's already completed and there's no way you can affect it? You have to it? deconstruct it. You have to tear that down. But and then is that productive though? Is what I'm saying. Is that sure? Because you can build up something new on can the rubble. You? I don't oh, think yeah. you can with oh, something like this. Absolutely. How? Uh, wait till you read my nine book series, Larry Trotter. Oh. Oh, so you're talking about just stealing? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's more of like a that's like looting a story as opposed to making it better. Yeah, but I'm gonna make it. I, I prefer like sacking, like sacking a city. Okay. Not just looting. That just seems. So you're taking. I, I, I want to. I want to destroy the city. You want to burn Harry Potter off the face of the earth and then salty, salty yeah, earth. Yeah, re recreate it. Yeah, and then, and take, then all take all the, all the building materials and create something new and grander. I don't think that's going to happen. A Tower of Babel. I'm going to touch the face of God. I don't think. I don't think it's going to happen though. Oh fuck it then. Let's just read this book. Cool. That sounds good. What if when you attempt to touch the face of God, you mm. instead just sew, <laughs> a bunch his butt. Of, sew a bunch of people together in a grain silo and then look up through the center of it into the sky? It's been done. It has been done. So we're reading along. So if you want to read along, <laughs> oof, thanks for listening. I mean, I hope we can find a way to cut this to make it simple and, and, and quick. Uh, <laughs> and also the garbage can go at the end. Um, maybe. 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 Um, so uh, we recommend you read along and try to enjoy the process with us. So you can, mostly so you can see where we're talking about in the story when we say, all right, in this page, this happens. This is our critique. Uh, and then, you know, You will shower us with praise and adulation. No, very unlikely. Very, very unlikely. But uh, maybe you can at least understand what we're saying and, and potentially see the perspective we're trying to share or experience as we're doing it. So I, I don't have, do you have anything else nope. to say? No, I don't think I have any housekeeping. All right. I think that leads us into chapter one. Dudley Demented. I was just thinking, it would, it would, like Dudley be demented? Chapter one, Dudley be demented. Dudley be demented. Uh, what's your first note? The angst I have begins. Page, what page? There's no, no, page. Page. no page. There's no page. There's no page. No page. You just have a general note. The angst 
begin. So you're talking about... Good, oh my God, you're ruining it. You, okay, do you want to start over? Yes. Okay. Chapter one. <laughs> oh, you got me again. <laughs> okay, I swear. No more face. The angst begins. <laughs> the angst begins? Okay. Yeah. What's your first note? Uh, my first note's on page two. Oh, that's uh, pretty early in the chapter. It is almost as early as you can get. <laughs> the only uh, thing earlier would be page one. It would. Or any of the appendices. Isn't that what comes before? No. What comes before? Prologues. Well, yeah, but what has, is that how they, they don't say prog. Right? Prologue. Prolg? Prologue. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> appendices are down in the guts of the book. Ew. Yeah. That sounds poopy. It is very poopy. Uh, my my really only, only note is that I like that Vernon is suspicious of Harry because Harry wants to watch the news, <laughs> and I like that his his uh, rationale there is no reasonable healthy boy wants to watch the news. That's insane. What is he's up to something? He must be trying to do something. And I love that his suspicion of Harry goes beyond like. Just being like, oh, maybe this kid actually has some positive qualities. Like he wants to know about the way the world works or whatever. And he's like, no, nope. you're fucking up to something. <laughs> like, that is, there's, there's just no way a, a healthy young boy your age would want to watch the news. What are you doing? I'm not going to be fooled by you, boy. <laughs> like I love that. I love that idea. Um, uh, my next note is page 10. Okay. I've, I've given you all my notes. Okay, I've given great. you everything I have. Um, I was, you said the angst begins. This is sort of on that. Just... Harry throwing away his birthday chocolate from Ron and Hermione, and solid Rob move. His scar, keeping his scar pains, his persistent scar pains, a secret, seems very dumb. And I, solid Rob move. I stand by. <laughs> and, and very much like the, uh, well, it, it's it's also my next note, which is page eleven, but it's it's just all the same Go thing, which is this whole chapter. This whole chapter is very much felt like they're really laying on thick the whole. Harry is Voldemort thing and Voldemort's part of his personality lives in Harry and it's like very thick here. It's, it's it, thick here. It's thick right You're now. You're saying right now it's thick. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure it's going to get thicker but it just feels it's like gonna, it's going to it's going to grow. What's the thing that starts like thin at the bottom and gets larger at the top? A, a radish? Hmm. Yeah, but that's already underground. Is there anything that does that, like a reverse tree? An upside-down mountain? Like a Joshua tree. Okay. Yeah, it's like a Joshua tree. Where it's just it was like, what are... Um, worst podcast ever. <laughs> uh, Your hair looks great, though. Oh, my God. I don't even know what that means. I'm imagining that it's going to be Harry being angsty and Harry being shitty and Harry being Voldemort light is going to just get worse. Yeah. And it's going to... Oh, maybe trumpet. Like how a trumpet comes out at the end. Like mm-hmm. how it... I don't know. There's got to be a word for that. Um, maybe maybe balloon or like... There is a word. I feel like it's related to bowl. Uh, it's just going to get... It's going to continue to grow until sure. it's just the... It's going to be so obnoxious, I'm sure. I, I feel like it is. Same thing with... And, and like... So the whole thing with the chocolate and the... Keeping his scar panty secret and like his quiet like cravings for confrontation like his internal monologue where he's like i just whoa, whoa, come over and look at me come at me come get me like to dudley's friends like you've never felt like that i'm not saying i have never felt like that but i am saying when i felt like that yeah. i was filled with the presence of a dark lord <laughs> okay that's that's really fair 
But I mean, um, since it happens to all of us, she's just, it's, 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 a, it's like cinema verite, but in book form. I think that it's more like she's using that idea of he's a 14-year-old boy, he's angry as a cover mm-hmm. for the fact that he's actually f- full of hate and rage. Like, like that whole, uh, it's like that, the cave in Dagobah. Yep. You know, you, you only take in, you know, what's in there is only what you take in with you. Right. It's just what's in Harry is everything that's already been given to him. And he has to, I guess this, this book probably is just going to be like him lancing the boil of Voldemort inside him. Ish. Ish. Fine. Still, it's a lot of fucking pages. He doesn't get properly lanced until later. <sighs> Great. Um, but it, it does, you know, it's just, it feels a little gratifying to feel like it's going to be hard for people to tell me I'm just being really cruel to Harry in my <laughs> criticisms of his behavior now. Right. Like, it feels like, yeah, maybe I was fucking onto something early on. Yeah. You fucking, oh, listeners, you're so <laughs> good to us and listen. <laughs> That's it for chapter one. So that moves us to chapter two. A peck of owls. Do you have a page number? I do, 24. Oh, you go first, my friend. I'm on 37. I always just enjoyed Mrs. Fig's aphorisms. Yeah. Hang for a dragon, crying over spilled poison, cats among the pixies. It was, what was it? She had one for an egg, didn't she? She had one. Hang for a dragon is for an egg. Hang, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In for a penny, in for a pound. I see, but that goes to my comment of a couple episodes ago about how uh, Filch, also a squib, hmm. should know more about the wizarding world than he lets on. How did he not? What was he missing? What was he lacking? Um, I think it was something to do with like magical creatures. Like there was something that he didn't know, and you were insisting that it must be because he was a squib, not because it was poorly written. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think about the squibs having cats that have honorifics? Honorifics, just explain. Mr. Tibbles. Oh. Mrs. Norris. Well, I think that those are all uh, Kneezels. Sure, but it's not Mr. Kirkshanks. I think it's cute. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my my note is chapter thirty-seven. She she re- in in a chapter that I felt like was very was sincerely page thirty-seven. Page thirty-seven in chapter two, a chapter that I felt like was very entertaining mm-hmm. and fun to read and exciting. She still puts in that Vernon has p- piggy eyes. Just in the middle of it, has to make sure that gets in there. She, she Just, wants to remind you that. Uh... Everything else she said, all of her other descriptive language couldn't do justice to describing his physical features. She has to remind you that he has piggy eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little uh, beady, beady pig eyes. Yep. And he eats bacon. Yeah, and uh, are uh, so greedy. His eyes are so greedy and hungry. Um, page 38, I the, the Aunt Petunia reveal. Yeah. I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked it because... Oh, I do have more notes. Well, where are your notes? I'm sorry. I got mixed up at oh how I wrote. What's your next note? I'm on page 38. What's your note? Uh, 32. Go. You should you should have done that before I give, did my last note. So go ahead. It's also about Ampetunia. Okay. That awful boy, misdirect. I enjoyed that. Which awful boy? She's like, I heard that awful boy telling her about the Dementors. Oh, her brother. Her, her, Harry's dad. Was it? Oh, or, or, she, or she named no names. Severi All he said was, if you're talking about my parents, use their names. And she ignored him. Interesting. Yeah. Always. Um, <laughs> okay, what's your next one? Uh, 34. That's interesting. I like that note because I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Because I've pretty much forgotten that that was a thing. I mean, and that, that's. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it would have been more of a reveal later on, but. Right. 
We know things ahead of time. I mean, I know what always is. Sure. So, yeah. Um, what's your next note? I know it's about Vernon, probably around the piggy eye, struggling to bring the conversation back into a plane he understood. I thought it was a great description. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, I like very that, too. Very, very human. Like, everyone's felt like that. Right. Like, even if something's out of your can and you're just like, just make That's, it fit and, for me. And it's funny because the way you say that, it leads into what I was saying about Opportunity. And the thing that I really liked about her reveal is that the reveal is that she's been so cruel to Harry um, as a way to, like, like protect herself. Mm -hmm. It's like it's part of her coping mechanism for dealing with the fact that a random, scary, magical man murdered her sister and right. her brother-in-law and that that could happen to her. Right. Like, there's no way these characters... Fucking shit I've been saying for three or four fucking books. Like, that these characters are terrified. They must be terrified right. in this world. And they must be... Like that, that it's just it's just the, again this these chapter, chapters were very like uh, like almost like I don't want to say vindictive it's definitely not the right word but it's like like what's that what's the fucking word I want I don't uh, know. like gratifying okay they're gratifying vindicated yeah vindicated I felt very vindicated because it was like I've been saying this shit for <laughs> four fucking seasons about this exact stuff and she finally finally four fucking books in. A thousand pages in is like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was my 38 as well. Just there's another description, just that he never fully appreciated Petunia was his mother's sister before now. Yes. That's and amazing. It was powerful and yeah. it was interesting and it, it was it was great. I still think it could have been done in less time. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like, man, we had to suffer through a lot of reading to get to these. Like, And I hate, I, I wrote this, but I, I kind of hate saying it, but like, it feels like it took a thousand pages to get to a real human moment, mm -hmm. and I, and maybe I'm forgetting some of the other ones. There were little ones that I liked, but but that these are this too, is this a, is a, yes. a human scene. Yes, it Not really is a in, a, in a world of magic and mystery mm -hmm. and wizards and shit. Yeah, this is a very well written and crafted scene about what people really behave like and why they behave that way. And it's a thing that people forget is that when people like, that's the thing that bothers me about fans of these books mm -hmm. and these books in general is that people, characters like the Dursleys just get written off as awful. Right. And no one bothers to try to consider life from their perspective, even in the slightest. Sure. It's just, it's so much easier to just be defaultly hateful of them because you're unreliable narrator tells you to be mm -hmm. but you can't tell that he's an unreliable narrator because he's the titular character right so like it's it takes a little bit more thought maybe to give him a chance and it fucking like it just again feel vindicated that finally four books in or in the fifth book she's like yes these people are scared people who are very frustrated and trying their best not like they're like great people they clearly need to help with coping mechanisms and skills and things like that but they're all stuck in this tough situation so give them a fucking break mm -hmm. and Doug, or vernon even brings up he starts telling when he tells harry to get out he mm -hmm. brings up all the list of things and he mentions dudley's tale which for me was one of those one of the first things in the first book where we had a long and serious conversation about like how awful that must have been for that child <laughs> right and how like it was it's done in this sort of like fun fanciful way but it's it's a horrific thing that is being depicted here. Mm -hmm. And I don't even feel like this moment gives enough like attention to how traumatic that must have actually been. Right. But at least she's not forgetting about it. Like as an author, these this paragraph or this chapter rather makes me feel like she's acknowledging 
the amount of pain she's put these characters through mm-hmm. and acknowledging that like it, it does suck for them. It does bother me that it still feels like most Harry Potter fans can't fucking figure that out, <laughs> even though it's in the fucking book. But like, man, I keep the more I dwell on that tale, the more it bothers me. <laughs> it, it's pretty awful. It, like, it augers in. There's no way <laughs> corkscrews. <laughs> I got it right. Well, I wasn't going it. for that at first. Well, I got it. Even if you weren't going for sure. it, and then you got it, which and means we were both on the same wavelength. On my wavelength. Whatever that means. That's true. Uh, yeah, and then I guess my last note on this chapter. I don't know if you have any more. Nope. Is just that I, I wish all of the books were like this. <laughs> like, and, I, and I don't mean just like, you know, dark or dramatic or whatever. I just mean But exploring like, consequences. And, and, yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and following through on people's thoughts and, and reactions. Like, like having setups and payoffs. Yes. As opposed to just like a series of actions happen. Right. Because that could be Looney Tunes. It's literally like yeah. cartoonish. It's, it's, and like I, said, like I said last book about the, like, I think it was, yeah, it was last book about the whole like, two-ton tongue toffee. Right. The idea of it. It's only really funny if you take the idea of them not being real people out of it. Right. If you assume they're going to survive because they're caricatures or because they're cartoons, it is fine. Cartoons... Like, I literally watched the second half of Home Alone 2 a couple days ago. And I, I was watching it and I was thinking, oh yeah, this is like amazing. This is like someone made it Looney Tunes a live-action thing right. without any animation. That's brilliant. Uh, there's a sequence in Home Alone 2 where... Uh, Marv gets electrocuted, and he is that where you see his skeleton? Yeah, his yeah. skeleton. He turns into a skeleton for a second. Right, so he, he turns into a, it's he, not one of those superimposed no, he things. He's a fucking skeleton, skeleton with a wig. Yes, that's right. Yes. Oh shit! He just turns into a skeleton for a couple frames <laughs> and then turns back. He fucking dies. Like, he dies, and <laughs> all of his god. flesh gets dis- disapparated somewhere else. Oh my god! And then it just comes back. Right. It's 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 insanely violent, but it's violent like Looney Tunes. Like it's violent like. Bugs Bunny, you know, shooting Yosemite Sam in the face. Right. But all that happens is a smoke cloud goes around him and then he has a bunch of soot all over himself. Right. He's not, his head isn't blown apart. No. <laughs> but he's still chasing the rabbit with those same guns. It right. makes no sense. Right, exactly. Right. But, and that's fine. In that world, you can accept that because sure. that's what it is. This Harry Potter world, it's like, it. Tr- I can't tell if she's like, trying to have it sort of right, that she's way. Right, starting to bring the change, shift the tone now. Well, I'm not saying like that. I'm oh. saying in those original, those earlier books, uh, if she wanted it to be more cartoonish than I understood, in which case I could, I guess I could give it I feel like she. License. I feel like she was wanting it to be more cartoonish, and as she progressed with writing, she was like, oh, I don't want it to be that anymore. But I also don't want to George Lucas the first three books. I guess my problem with that is that it, cartoons kind of have this thing where the, the thing... I don't know if this is a thing anyone's ever written about before. If, I don't know if I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm about to say something that sounds like it's a rule, Okay. but I've never heard it before. So forgive me, but cartoons kind of have a rule about people not, or characters not fucking dying. Like they don't die. Right. They go through, that's what made Who Framed Roger Rabbit so fucking intense is that it was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they found a way to kill cartoons. That's scary. That our whole thing is we can't die. Right. Anything could happen to us, but we don't die. But they came up with the dip, and that can kill us. And we we see it kill cartoons. That fucking shoe, man. That shoe. That shoe is fuck. <sighs> we see it happen, and then and then like so to start a story off with characters being dead, immediate like to parents of a child being dead mm-hmm. immediately solidifies it in a very real world place. Even something like Batman mm-hmm. or Superman. Any orphan story, no matter how cartoonish the rest of it is, that 
core thing makes it very hardcore, makes right. it very uh, serious and dramatic. And I think that's that's probably where you get, especially like things like Batman and Superman, you get people who have those those that huge dichotomy of like it should be a fun, lighthearted thing for children, and there's other people like maybe kids should have better stories to read about instead of ones about fantasizing that their parents are dead, and that that gives them powers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this story is actually for people with a more mature taste because it does involve that, and that's a dark thing. Right. Maybe this is more of a dark, you know fantasy thing and the truth is it's fucking both it can be both but like that's why you get these conflicts this is tougher for me to accept as a both thing because it's not really serialized it's kind of finished right it it is what it is it's a complete you know uh, volume right and it does start with and the whole crux of the mystery from start to finish is harry's parents died that event was incredibly impactful to the rest of the plot and things unfold and are revealed about that for seven fucking books so it's hard for me to look at this and say, oh, I should be taking it with like the frivolity of a cartoon when it has so many heavy things inserted on it early on. Literally the second book, Ginny's going to be killed and rotting in a sewer underneath the school forever. That's, it's not light. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, I mean, I get there's an element of like adventure to that. Sure, sure. But like, she's a child. Yeah. It's it, there's a difference when you are like when your character is like an adult. Like if you read like if you watch like Jason and the Argonauts or something like that, and you have similar kind of like epic, horrible things that could happen to people, or you watch or, or and then you watch Harry Potter, it's right. like the difference is you're talking about adults in this fantasy world that are doing like voluntarily putting themselves in these situations. Then you're talking about fucking children who have really little agency. Okay, so what about something like the Goonies, where you have the Fratellis trying to kill? The main I characters. I never really. I don't. I disagree with that. Okay. I don't think they were ever actually trying to actually kill them. Really? Yes. Um, I think that they knew that the Goonies could find the way. Had found the way to the treasure that the Fratellis couldn't find. Mm-hmm. The Fratellis needed the Goonies to stay alive so that the Goonies could find the way through. Even the traps. at the end, when they're tying them up and throwing them overboard, where it's really hard to swim when you're bound. I still never thought that that was actually like them trying to kill them because they had they had guns the whole time, didn't they? Yeah. They could have, if they wanted to kill. Unless they, they wanted to enjoy their slow demise. Do they though? Like, uh, but okay, maybe. Then. I always thought most of it was just fear based. Like they, sure. they do that thing with Chunk's f- fist, right? But then they just lock him up in the thing. They killed adults. Like they'll do that. But I always just assumed that they understood that like killing a kid would would put the heat on them so much harder mm-hmm. that they and if they they really didn't want to murder people. That wasn't their goal. Their goal was to get this gold and this treasure. Okay. So they were, you know, using them as like, uh, you know, they were they were rooting out the treasure for them. They may, maybe they kill them afterwards, but I, I still I don't think that they were gonna. I don't think that was part of their intention. Okay. But I mean, if you're talking about that movie specifically, like I said, there's already a dead person in it. Like That's true. It's it has dead people. I was involved. just trying to think of other. But media. it's not car- it's not really cartoonish. Maybe it is a little. It is, but it's like it's not the same thing. It's not like. I, I was trying to think of other things that were adventurous and fun, but also had these heavy elements. Well, E.T. definitely has that. Like, I mean, if we're talking about more Spielberg shit, that's his entire M.O. I don't... Having adventure and... and his... Yeah, I say the, actually say the whimsy of E.T. is just more being a child. Sure. And seeing things through the magic of childhood lenses. The whimsy in that is not, like, goony whimsy. It's Everything feels pretty real in that. Yeah, it does. Especially, like, the sequence when they're fucking dying together. Well, no, but I'm saying... I'm saying, but it doesn't have that that 
seesaw yeah. that Harry Potter, you're saying Harry Potter has, right, where it's right. like wackiness and we're learning about the silly whatever and care of magical you know, creatures and then Jenny's going to rot right, in the right. sewer. You, you, the, the idea of the, of the juxtaposition between it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Right. Versus the body horror her, of a face on the back of your head. Or, or like her bones will right. r- r- rot in the uh, chamber forever. And I think E.T. is more cohesive. That's why I was, yeah, saying, it's, I was it's, trying to it's think not, of yeah, Goody. It Goody it seemed like it was swing. closer. Well, E.T. has all those gags where, the, where E.T. itself is like m- making messes in the house. Yeah, but that's, things like that. that's still you know, something that would happen with a toddler. Yeah, and it's more exploratory because it's all yes. it's all mime work. It's all just like you're watching this thing like figure out the world as opposed to like, these are jokes. Like... <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's like I said. It's not a fucking theory. It's not an actual like. No. Uh, I'm not, I'm not writing a thesis on this, but I I still think that it it's a pretty good rule to look at and think that if you start out your story with someone with with the the crux of your character's motivation being the death of their parents, mm-hmm. it you're gonna have a hard time making that a fun story. Unless you had every flavored beans. I still don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this booger flavored candy. What's more fun than that? I'm not saying these books can't be fun. Sure. I'm just saying like they're, it's not, it's not the fault of the, uh, of mine to <laughs> go in and look at them critically and go, Hey, weird. Like it, it deserves a little bit more criticism sure. considering the heaviness of the subject matter. Sure. Uh, but it does swing pretty mightily on from from side to side on this pendulum of whimsy and terror. But you said you really liked this chapter. Just I did no, because, you, because you it was right. because it was just that whole it was it was finally this you know revelatory moment for a character that is essentially only exists in the first couple chapters of each book, but deserves There's some, suddenly some depth. Five it's always books been in. there though. Yeah. Like that's the thing that that makes me okay. appreciate this is it's always that that you'd ha- you'd have to be an idiot. To read these books and not remember that she's his fucking aunt, his mom's sister. Right. They grew up together, et cetera, et cetera. There's a couple lines throughout the whole series so far where she sort of writes it off like, oh, she was just weird. I didn't like her. So you think. But then not to see that as like a defense mechanism, which is all fucking revealed right here. When that's what makes this chapter so great is the idea that it's like, okay, finally, we're getting to the point where we're acknowledging that these characters are fucking people. So do you think that's a moment of her actually downshifting? Like, I'm actually course you can you can see the I course correct so. of the series well i mean yeah, we'll have to wait so. and see if that's the case yeah I, but I mean, I it could be so. that could be a pivotal yes maybe the between book four and book five is the moment where she's like when people talk about the books maturing yeah i think maybe it's more just like her writing is maturing mm-hmm. like it's always been presented to me as if like oh she deliberately wrote these in these with these tones in mind and so masterfully and skillfully and it's like maybe she was just learning all along the way and five books in she finally figured out oh you really can't have characters just be wooden right and like two-dimensional or one-dimensional or whatever it is like in this one way because it makes them uninteresting makes your book stagnant and by the fifth time you've done it because you do it the same way every time <laughs> you've got to spice it up with a little bit of like you know pathos i mean he does i think that's the right one i always have forget. a new method of transportation well broom well, the disillusionment charm. That's true, yeah. But we're not there yet. But uh, we're, we're not there yet. We, we should also just, uh, I guess we should get to chapter three then. Uh, so that will bring us to chapter three. The advance guard. What, do you have a page number? I do. First, I have, I have the point of lots of introductions. Lots of characters all at once. Yeah. yeah. My, only, my only page number is 53. Okay, I have, my two are before that. Okay. Um, I have page 43. I like that Harry, at least at this moment, felt bad for treating Hedwig poorly. Yeah. 
there's a moment where he he says, well, I'll, I'll make it up to where she gets back or something. Because so she's like my only friend and I was a dick. Yeah, at least he has that, you know, right. that moment. And again, that's more self-reflection that he's had, I feel like, a lot of the time. Because a lot of times he just doesn't realize he's been an asshole and then things work out anyway. Uh, and then my page 49 is uh, the introduction of Nymphadora Tonks. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Nymphadora, why not just call her fuck hat? Not expecting it. <laughs> I want a band called Fuck Hat. <laughs> it's great and horrible all at once. That's the end of my notes. Ah, uh, yeah, mine was just. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed Tonks not being able to manage the cleaning spells, <laughs> but that just seems like it's completely uh, steamrolled by Fuck Hat. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, if, you're, if your mother was fool enough to name you Ninfedora, wouldn't you rather not be called Fuck Hat? Maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. Well. Technically, that would be like Nymphodora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Nymphodora, isn't it? No, it's Nymphadora. Oh. Nymph. nymph is fairies. Yeah. Nympho is insatiable. Well, I mean, they come from nymphs. From They're not fairies. They're tree spirits. That's dryads. That's dryads. What is nymph? It's a fairy. <laughs> Just a fairy? Yeah, basically. It's a fairy. It's a spirit of some kind. It, yeah, it can be, but it's We're also... look it up. That's what this is about. Nymph. A mythological spirit of nature imagined as a beautiful maiden inhabiting rivers, woods, or other locations. So... A dryad is a nymph. No, a dryad is a tree spirit, specifically. No, that, I'm saying nymph is the oh, umbrella okay, under yes. which dryads and like, naiads. Right, so it's like it's like phylum kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, King Philip ordered 40 good naiads. Mm, not close, was it? <laughs> not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the genus is, is nymph. Sure. The species is dryad or sure. naiad or the sea spirits. I forget sure. what they're called. Why not? Uh, point is... Yeah. Her she's hats a, are DTF. She's a nymph, not a nympho. That's my point. I was just but, trying but to give her credit. But nymphs are, you know, constantly. I don't think they are. Nymphomania comes from nymph. That's Maybe. why the male version, satyriasis, comes from satyrs. Nymphs and satyrs. Ew. All the fucking time. That's Ew. why That's why fucking Philoctetes and Hercules was always, nymphs, they can't keep their hands off me. What about, uh. And then the tree hit him. She's like, oh. What about incubi? That's a whole different fucking thing. It is. Yeah, that's a whole, whole different, different <laughs> Six different guys. Oh my God. <laughs> was it See, six? The succubi. Was it six? Has Did her way remember? with the man and then morphs into an incubi oh. to take that man's seed to another. Ew. Yeah. So, <laughs> I nymphs. think nymphs can't um, keep their hands off me. Can't keep their hands off me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so I think, are you done with notes? Yeah. I enjoyed these chapters. I think it's the first time we've had a Harry Potter book start where in the first three chapters, I'm like, I enjoyed that. Okay. And I, I think a big part of it is that we're already out of Privet Drive. That was, yeah, it happened we're, quick. We're out in like 40, 50 pages. Yeah. 
like we're we're gone. That's huge. and for having Dudley play and, and even the, his extended a family playing role. such a huge role. That's that's striking that that they were so involved and yet we're still out. It's it, again. In fact, they were barely in the third chapter, right? Because it was Vernon's like we're they out. leave at the beginning of the third. I yeah, think. and then Harry spends days in his in his room Funk. by himself, <laughs> and then yeah, and then everybody comes and takes him away. I, I mean, maybe it's a, she got tired of her own thing. I'm hoping that's what it is. Right. I'm hoping that it, it reads like she got tired of her own formula and was like, I know I still have to get Harry out of Privet Drive. Mm-hmm. How do I do it in a way that'll entertain me? Because <laughs> I'm bored with the way I've already done this. And then she came up with a way that was like, oh, you actually put some fucking thought into your world as it would as it would work with these people as people, not as like objects that help you create this narrative about a shitty little brat character. Right. Like flesh it out. And she did. And I, I really appreciated it. Again, what was I saying the beginning of the of last book? Like it feels like you could start the series here and be fine with it. Mm-hmm. I think that might still hold up. Like if you start that, if you start reading Harry Potter with book four, right. you're not missing much. No. Well, um, what about book five? Book five. I don't know. I st- I think book five pays off because you've read book. Okay, four. but there still is. I mean, book four could use an edit. I think it we could, can both but like, agree but, on that. but like, the, I think it's it's better to start with four and then read through five, six, and seven than right. it is to read the first three. <laughs> Because they are unnecessary. <laughs> Only because she goes through the, she goes mean. through the point of that one chapter being like, I remember all of these things from the last six hundred pages. Right. Here's everything that we've already done. It's... Our story thus far. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I get it. She had a little bit of this that in here, but not even close. She's spacing it out more, but at this point I think she well, we'll have to wait and see, because there might be sure. huge chunks. But I sure. feel like 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 at this point she knows that she is God Empress of Literature. Yeah, but there's a little things in there like the way she she intelligently and smartly put in the bit about Harry having nightmares about uh, Cedric mm-hmm. that reminds you that this right. has happened. It puts it, it puts that reminder in a position where it's already part of a conflict between the the and uh, the protagonist and his lesser antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, it informs both of those characters as characters. <laughs> And uh, in, in how they respond to this new thing that's being brought up and how they're responding to each other. It's all like shit. It's actually being written well. Like, fuck. I'm having a good time reading this book. Like, it's a, it's it's disappointing that it's taken this long, but it's it's fine. Let's hope it holds I, 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 up. Re- rephrase, I guess. I enjoyed the last four in a sense. This when I, I guess what I'm saying is. I've been asking for this specifically and it feels like it's been hard for me to appreciate the rest of the books because this important part of this narrative has been so absent for like a thousand pages. Right. And now we're finally there. It feels like, okay, we can, we can move on now. Like we can move past this huge hiccup in these stories, Mm -hmm. which I'm incredibly grateful for. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of this book. Uh, not even like sarcastically. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's hope it holds up to the first, the promise of the first three pa- chapters. Uh, yeah, I, I think I uh, agree. I would, I would love to make, I would love it if it did. If it, if it didn't, then, then fuck everything, I guess. Whoa. Whoa. New word alert. My new word, again, it doesn't come from Harry Potter because we had some time off, uh, but it's the word... Floop. Um, <laughs> um, Occident. 
Is that the Western version of Orient? Yes. Okay. It is. It means like the West. Right. <laughs> not not the East. Because I've I, I think I've seen that before. Like Occidental. Yeah. Like OCC, right? Not OX. OCC IDENT. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. It means like Western or ox. Occidental means Western. Right. Interesting. Yeah. How, where'd that come up? A comic book. Nice. I was reading a old, I think it was like issue 19 of the Avengers mm -hmm. and sort of maybe not so ironically, uh, the Mandarin. I wondered. <laughs> references it. As, sure. And I read that and I was like, I could misread this as a word I do know. Right. But I should probably look this up. And I did, and I was like, oh, I've never heard it. Never read it, never seen that one before. And then I was like, oh, it's kind of icky that it comes from the Mandarin. The Mandarin. Yeah. Well, let's take it back. Ooh, that no, I don't good. want no. to. Well, we no can have it. To. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think there were any more new words. I mean, I actually think there was. Okay, to be fair, there were other new word alerts from this book. Bidjurigar? The bird? Budgerigar. Budgerigar, yeah. Budgerigar. Budgerigar. Sh Short and budgie. Often. Budgie, yeah. You hear of a budgie. Budgerigar, no, yeah. It's, it's, I had to hear it because I used to, I'm like, how do you get to the gar part? Mm -hmm. Budgie, gur, what? Yeah. But Budgerigar, yeah. Yeah. Parakeet. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. So they mentioned that in these chapters and sure. I was like, oh, that is, why is that thing? And it's like, oh, it's a bird. Yeah. Um, And then the last one's the, the most embarrassing one that I didn't recognize because it's mostly just a conjugation word I already know. Okay. Which is uh, pestilential. Oh. Vernon refers to the owls as pestilential birds. Big word for Vernon. Yes. Um, His little piggy eyes. <laughs> uh, He's greedy for words. And I, I read it and I thought, I think I know what this means, but I should really look it up because it's like, a, like I said, it's a different conjugation. It could just be a totally different word, but no, it just means diseases. And uh, I don't think you should beat yourself up for not knowing a conjugation. I will, but thank you. Oh, I mean... No, no, no. I will. You're not going to hear all manner of all words all the time. That's what learning is all about. That's what the new word alert that's is all about. That's what the new word alert's about. And I think that's... Um, I talked about lugubrious, right, last time? No. I don't think so. Did I... Let, here's, here's how we know. Did I do a bad impression also from Hercules of Bobcat Goldthwait? Maybe. Your lugubriousness? I don't remember. Apologies to Bobcat. Uh, anyway, I don't. I don't have anything else. I don't nope, think. Do you? I think, I think we're done. Um, I think we're gonna do another three chapters next time, even though I think it's. Oh, I meant long. to even look ahead, but yeah. I think it's long. I think it's like comparably long to what we just sure. did. Sure, we can do it. We like can do sixty pages. I'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess that was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. Okay, I don't remember how to do this. I remember you, how to, you I put remember. your you pull both of your hands up. Sometimes you kind of do this. You don't always necessarily have to, but your hands are up, and you're like, "Welcome to Death Readers." Okay. Oh fuck! <laughs> so drunk right now. I'm gonna call. I'll start when the room starts sprinting. Sprinting. Yes. I don't like drunk Doug. Or I guess I should just you, say Doug. You and the cops both. <laughs> 
Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 34, Harry Potter and the... What? I just didn't like it. <laughs> you can't give me that look. I absolutely can't. I didn't like my little chicken head. No <laughs> one can see it. Yeah, they knew. They could hear it. <laughs> okay. Look, you didn't have to stop. I was going to let that let go. You got my peripherals. <laughs> Acting is reacting. <laughs> right, let's do that. There, no faces time. Go for it. <laughs> okay. We can rid of all this. Here's I, a nonsense. I sound like, a, like, a, like an insane person. No, but I sounded funny. Yeah, you were great. <laughs> I don't even know if I sounded funny. Quite sounded. We'll just, we'll just have like... Thanks for listening to Death Readers. Your track of like, ha-ha, wittiness, and my track will be... <laughs> just like a Gamorrean guard. <laughs> yeah. The scene in the sixth sense. <laughs> Which one is that? He's turning up the radio or the sound oh, on the record, and you can hear that faint ghost voice talking to the other. Probably since it came out. Oh, it's spooky. I remember it being spooky. Um, he's listening to the old tapes of Danny Donnie Wahlberg. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go get some water, okay? Because Donnie leaves, Wahlberg can also wants, see dead right, people. Right, and Donnie Wahlberg starts crying, and and he's like, oh, that's weird. And he thought he thinks he hears something. He's about to turn it off. He's like, wait, rewinds. And he cranks it up, and he's like, I want to kill you. Stab stab your eyes or something. I don't think it was kill you, but it was it was dark. Whatever it was, it was dark speech. And he was like, oh, maybe ghosts. No, maybe ghosts. Oh, not baby ghosts? Well, no. Well, that sounds much scarier. Why don't you have baby How is a baby ghost scary? Like a cherub? Like a little scary little Well, no, a cherub is not around? a baby. It looks like a baby. That's well, why they're, they're so creepy. actual babies that are flying around trying to hurt you in their ghost protoplasm. I read a book about that, or a story about that once, called Amenities in the Fourth Floor Lavatory. Oh. It's dark. Like Moaning Myrtle? Con- Do you know what the amenities are? No. I, I think I'm saying it right. The Furies, another word for the Furies. Oh, okay. It's a Greek Greek play. I know. Famous yeah, I'm Greek play. With the Furies. And uh, that that guy Agamemnon. They the Fate Spinners. No. Oh, that's the Fates. That's the Fates. The, or, yeah. So Agamemnon, I think, killed his daughter to for a war. Like, hey, I'm gonna kill you. Sacrifice for the war. We're gonna win the war. And his wife, Clytemnestra. Not sure if I'm butchering this. I'm sorry. She was all like, "You fucking killed my daughter. Fuck you. Stab." And then her son was like, "I can't believe you killed my fucking dad. Fuck you. Stab." Isn't this then, just what happened on. at Troy? Well, also, uh, very bad things. <laughs> <laughs> but then <laughs> the Furies are like, hey, man, you can't kill your mom. Fuck you. Now we're coming after you. So in this bo- story, bad things happen. Eh, I ain't got into it. Uh, but then... Very bad things? No. Well, yes. Okay. Yes. But not in a comic way. Oh. But anyways... More of a tragedy. The Furies appear to this guy in the fourth floor laboratory as little demon babies. And they laboratory the- or laboratory? Laboratory. Bathroom. Bathroom, okay. Yeah. And then they haunt him for the rest of his life. How long is the rest of his life? I don't remember that part of the story. I just remember being like, what the fuck am I reading? See, when I think of the Furies, I think of uh, Darkseid's female Furies from Apocalypse. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Which aren't the same, but I'm sure they're inspired by. Yeah. Remember when the Flash tripped? That was funny. When he took LSD? No, he tripped on. He's like, "Whoa, I'm a clumsy Flash!" Oh, you talking? Are you talking about the Justice League movie? Yeah, I don't remember. Wasn't Dark Side in that? No. No, it was, it was the guy named after. Yeah, named after. I was gonna say named after the the band. Yeah. I, or the book by Herman Hesse. Yeah, I blocked out most of that movie. Is this all going to the end of the episode? <laughs> I have no idea where this is. This is okay. fun though. <laughs>
<laughs> Welcome to Death Readers. So, uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is the podcast where... I was just thinking, it would, it would, like, Dudley be demented? Okay. I would, that would, it would help a, if I had seen that movie. Yeah, nobody, nobody's seen, seen that movie. It. I keep thinking, because that, that, that's not the one with the, where, he's, where he's playing the game show host in the CIA, right? It's like the one where they have, there's like a, a, a crazy indie filmmaker like wants to make a, a movie, so he kidnaps a movie star, and he puts her in his movie, and everything they do in, involving the kidnapping is being filmed and edited like live. It's like Bullworth. Yeah, except without a politician. Okay. No, not Bullworth. Bowfinger. Sort of, except it's actually a crime. <laughs> okay. Like, it's like she knows she's been abducted. Gotcha. In, Bo- in, in Bowfinger, he's the twin who is the unwitting, like... I forgot there was a twin. Yeah. Bowfinger's very, very good film. Very smart film. It's a long um, time since I've seen it. But no, Cecil B. Demented is much more like kidnapping a movie star and making a guerrilla film live while you're just capturing the raw cinema verite right. of the uh, experience and sort of like pretending that it's drama. Even, maybe not. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I saw it, but that's essentially the premise. Okay. Uh, and then and then there's a, a, a shift in the... Narrative? No. Oh. But a shift in the status quo mm. towards the end a, where... A, a sort of a power transfer, perhaps. Perhaps. Where, where the way things began... Shan't be the way they end. I see. Sounds interesting. Good luck. Find a way to watch it. Chapter one, Dudley B. Demented. Dudley B. Demented. Uh-huh.